Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. August 30th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge. 96.1 FM. It's a great station. 1450 AM. Also... Equally great. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here to start your kind of rainy Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, slow moving, but you know, that happens sometimes. Just got to kick the, kick the Mondays off because uh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday, booze day. Am I right? No. Right, Scoots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. No. He's right. No, sorry. No booze day today. Booze day Tuesday. Nope, no way. Scoots, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I uh, had a little adventure this morning. One of my roads that I normally use to get to the station was uh, flooded, I guess you would say. So we must have gotten a lot of rain here in Jeffersonville, but I was able to go around it a little bit. Only had to go through it a little bit, so I I considered it a win. I, I was a little tight for time this morning, so going another way was just not an option. So you didn't go another way? I did not, no. But I, it was an adventure because I had to go through the water, and it was a little deeper than I thought it was. No no rakes in the water, hopefully. No, no rakes. It was a shovel, by the way. Uh, yeah, rake shovel. Who, who's really <laughs> to say one way or another? Well, I'm glad you made it safely. Probably a good reminder for our listeners out there. Allow yourself don't drive through water. A little extra yeah. time. Turn around. Don't, don't drown. Justin did. Yeah, that's Scoots, Magoots. Scoots also was texting while driving through the giant puddle of water and didn't have a seatbelt on, too, for good measure. So absolutely not. Yeah. I always wear my seatbelt, never text and drive. Good. That's what we that's what we like to hear. Uh, Roush, it was a pretty pretty newsworthy Monday, or at least a lot going on Monday. And I think that's probably gonna be Mondays from pretty much here throughout football season, at least to some degree. The first Mark Stoops' luncheon, though, it provided plenty of content. We have a, we whoa, got a lot whoa, of whoa, 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 whoa. Luncheon. No lunch. Press conference in. Lunch out. <laughs> I can't believe they're not doing lunch for media anymore. Done with lunch. Uh, and I get it. It's like I, I, I don't really understand what the point of it was initially. 
And I also thought that by taking away a lunch, it actually might uh, deter some folks from showing up. But nope, it was the uh, same, most of the usual suspects there. So you, you you thought maybe folks were just attending for the free lunch. I understand the lunch. I mean, one, like all the, I shouldn't say all the UK staff, but a lot of the UK staff would get lunch. So that's kind of a perk for them. Sometimes when Kentucky Roll Call or any of the Big X's original programming hits the road, whether it's Spears on Sports, Mike Rutherford's show, Hoosier Report, anytime they hit the road, sometimes we'll provide breakfast or lunch and the people of the company get to enjoy them and get to eat them. So sometimes it's not just for the media right, or the people right. there. It's for, for others involved as a little thank you to them. Uh, I, I They need to bring back the lunch. That's a nice touch. I bet Alabama gives lunch to their media members during their, I mean, their, their lunch-ins. What's going to happen to all that chicken parm? You know, is it going to be a chicken farm overstock? Uh, yeah, farm I mean, pouring off the shelves. It, yeah, it's all going to go bad. It's uh, it's it's flash that they it's like the commercials you used to see when you were a kid in the 90s. Like, there's starving children in Africa, you can make a difference today by donating. There's chicken farm that needs your stomach. <laughs> yeah, it was just they're like center i don't think i don't know if it was center plate but it was just like or was it or was this from somewhere the food that they I, would bring I, in i think it's like gordon food service or something yeah uh, yeah and, and not, nothing wrong with that they can have right right or something like that i was certainly missing it yesterday especially because i also did the thing too where you know a lot of the news that could be happening was actually happens before so you want to get there in advance but i realized like why did I show up at 11.15 only for them to just hit refresh on the depth chart for 30 minutes when I know good and well that it's not going to be ready until right before the show begins? You know what I mean? Like, But it was first day. You get a little uh, anxious. You know, There's some excitement in the air. I, I had on a new pair of shoes. I felt like a kid going to my first day of school. So there, there was some excitement there. There was a little bit of anxiousness and um, just no chicken parm to fill my belly with before. So... Uh, look at now. Went to Chick Fil A afterwards. Chick Fil A, still good. Can confirm. Yeah, well, that's nice. That that's good. I'm glad uh, that went smoothly. We're going to talk about everything Mark Stoops did or didn't say, and we look forward to doing that. We're going to talk the depth chart position. Maybe maybe some surprises or questions that I may have for Roush are going to get answered. Any questions you may have for Roush, myself, or even Scoots? Go ahead and text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. While you're taking your time getting into the office today because of wet roads, people don't know how to drive in the rain, blah, 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 just say, you know what, it's going to be a slower morning. I'm stopping in Thornton's. I'm going to get some stuff for myself that I'm going to enjoy. Maybe a little snack for like your 11 o'clock after breakfast, but maybe a little too early to have lunch, 1030-ish. You get a little bag of chips. Thornton's has it all. You can get fresh fruit, donuts, breakfast sandwiches. It is all incredibly delicious, and it is your last week to get into the Summer Cash Bash. Download the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member. You'll have a chance at $10,000, and more importantly, the 2022 brand-new Chevy Tahoe. Download the app. It's all right there, and there's probably a Thornton's right there if you just were driving or maybe yeah. right there while you're driving because they're all over Louisville uh, and they're, they, they've got a good thing going on there at Thornton's. And they, hey, they so really, funny. Oh, oh man, God. we're just so excited to talk about Thornton's. Yeah, 
so we've got you know you all know BP bot Thorntons, right? Whoa. So this this happened a, a few months ago, but anyways, we've got some BP people at our hotel, and she's there for the first time. They're obviously there with Thorntons. Their their big headquarters is next door to us. Um, but she was like, "Yeah, I just I don't think there's very many Thorntons in Louisville. I don't see very many off the highway." I just laughed and I pulled up the map for. And there was like at least 40 Thorntons in the city of Louisville. She was like, okay, yeah, that's a lot of Thorntons in Louisville. So there you go. They're everywhere. Did you say we're a Thorntons town, honey? Uh, Something similar, yeah. Okay, well, you shouldn't call, unless it was a bee, you shouldn't have called her honey. Yeah, I did not call her honey. Babe? (laughs) Nope. Sugar? She had a big old rock on her finger. I (laughs) called her ma'am. I was really worried where that was going. (laughs) (laughs) Called her mommy. (laughs) Oh, there's been times when I've like had to make phone calls for appraisals or whatever, where I've said "ma'am," and and I well, I I should say there's been times. There's been oh, and they think you say "man" and they get offended. Yes, yes. Well, I'm I'm the same thing. They're like, "I'm a lady," and I was like, "I I didn't presume otherwise." And they said, (laughs) "Well, you called me man." I said, "Ma'am, ma'am." Ma'am, I think I can help. With Need to help with Pam. the man, ma'am situation. I think I can help with the old Pam situation. Uh, <laughs> Two yeah. M's. Yeah, so I, I always try to like when I say ma'am, I, now I go over the top with pronunciation. Yes, ma'am. You almost got to make sure you throw in both A's. You got to elongate the A's in it. Like a, yeah, like almost a, like a sheep. Yeah. Ma'am. <laughs> well, if we want to talk goats, Aaron Rodgers was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, I meant to listen to that yesterday. Did I go on it? I, I, did, well, li- I did listen to it. It was good. How, how many hours? Three. What? Yeah. I, it's I, long I, for sure. But when you're sitting at the office cranking out appraisals, it I, I could I, I could only do two. And then I had to leave and go do some stuff and then came back and, and finished the last hour. So didn't get to listen to much of the Mike Rutherford show yesterday because that was taking up my office audio space. Uh, great, but it was good. Yeah, it is long though. That's that's a long time to be listening to anybody. But they they touch on more than just COVID. They one funny part I'll spoil. They're talking about Joe Rogan brings up and he's like, so Brett Favre, uh, he, he says that he thinks he may have gotten a thousand concussions. And Rogers, who like he, he seems right back in. I'm obviously a fan of his, but he he seems pretty considerate where he just doesn't want to like call somebody stupid. But he was like, oh. Well, that would be like three a game because I think he only pay- played like 310 games. And Rogan was like, what? What? He only played 310 games? First off, just Rodgers knew the number off the top of his head. My wife was like, he probably knows that because like stats and records and stuff with that within the Packers organization. So that's not the craziest thing that he knew the amount of games Brett Favre played off the top of his head. But then secondly, he was like, well, that'd be three a game. So I don't know if that's totally true. And Rogan was like, well, he was talking about like, you know, once you think about every hit could be a concussion or any time that like, you know, your, 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 your vision does something funny. And he was like, okay, I mean, maybe like they could be, uh, but if that's the case, then everybody's probably had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if you're counting it in that instance, which is true. Uh, and then he talks about how concussions weren't even a thing when he started in the NFL or wasn't something people cared about. You just either were tough or you weren't tough. And, and he talked about all three that he has had in the NFL, which are pretty terrifying. But it was good stuff. They, they, I know some people are like, oh, Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers, Mr. No COVID. No way I'm listening to that. They spend, I don't know, probably a combined 20 minutes on that, maybe 30 minutes on that. And then the rest is just they talk drugs, Roush. They talk 
uh, psychedelic drugs as well, which is which was pretty entertaining. They talk government, they talk world issues. It, it, it was it, Aaron Rodgers really should talk more. He's pretty fascinating because he's just got. He talks about golfing with Obama, which is really cool. Uh, talks about they met in 2010, but then they played golf together in 2016. And Obama was like detailing every event of their first encounter. And Roger was like, I should be doing that with you. Like, right, you're, right. like I should be detailing our first encounter. And he was like, yeah, just like the first time we hung out, huh, A-Rod? And he just said how that was like the coolest thing that's ever happened to him <laughs> in his life. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good interview. It's, it's <laughs> also amazing. I'm amazed by people who are that good at names. Like we should be, in, in our line of work, we should be better at names. And I, I'm, I'm might be speaking for you here. I'm, 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 I'm not very good at it. Like I'm, I'm okay with it over time, but like, I'm okay. Like Obama's like that. And Bill Clinton's like that where you meet them once and they have your name memorized. And it's just that, that that's just out of the cards for me. Well, Maybe that's just like a politician's um, code or something that we don't know about it, but I, I'm amazed by that skill. Bill Clinton was watching Serena Williams last night at the U S open. Oh, Did you see who he was watching it with? I didn't know who that was. Dr. Ruth. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's a I, throwback. No, another funny bar story for you. So I had a guest who was arguably overserved last night. He was swearing up and down oh, that, that, was, that that was Hillary. And I was like, dude, no, it's not. And he was like, that's Hillary Clinton. I was like, dude, you are crazy. It's not Hillary. Yeah, that, that's probably a good time. From a legality he, standpoint, that's he, probably when you knew you needed to cut that guy off. So he goes, is it Monica? And I just, I was like, yeah, you should probably be cut off at this point. That's it, pal. <laughs> that, no more. Rash, I will add the caveat that, like, between 2010 and 2016, I'm sure Obama didn't have a tough time remembering Aaron Rodgers. True. Every Sunday. But I, you are right that that's a trait of usually successful people. That not saying that you're unsuccessful, and if you are, then I certainly am. Uh, but like, that's a trend. Like, you know, people that have gone far in business usually they've got a pretty good memory, and and, and that can be charming to a lot of people when you bring up like, oh yeah, I re remember that, and, and and stuff like that. But Obama, no doubt about it, uh, he he seems to be sharp as a tack in that instance. Mm -hmm. So, uh, any other funny stories from the bar on Monday night, Scoots? Uh, that's, I think that's all I got. It was, it was a slow night, but it was a pretty entertaining night all, all in all. Okay. Well, good. Make lots of money, hopefully. No. Oh. But that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Always next time. Yep. When, uh, we're still waiting for our invite to the bar. I've invited you thousands of times. I say you every, it's an open invite. You, I opened the invite for you and you haven't walked in yet. Roush, how many text messages at like five? Hey, work in the bar tonight. Could be slow. Why don't you all come up for a drink? How many times did that Ooh, happen? Let me scroll through and see. Uh, Zero. Oh. oh, how many wow. times would Roush come because he never leaves the South End if he's not going to Lexington? Wow. Would now the gloves are coming off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're coming off and they're <laughs> getting swung. Straight fisticuffs. We'll go, buddy. You just got to let us know. We don't, we can't just randomly assume when you're working behind the bar. It's not Come on in Wednesday. Wednesday you know what assuming does. Ooh, Wednesday, great TV night. Can't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Thursday, though, Purdue, Penn State. Come on. Yeah, no. Um... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, wouldn't mind. I, I really do want to swing by and at least make you serve me for a little bit. Uh, I would. Leave no tip. Get the hell out of Dodge. Maybe not. Great service. Yeah, you'd be you'd be like sixty percent of my guests then. Oh, boo! That's not good. <laughs>
people need to t- need to need to tip their screw. No, sixty percent is a lot. It, more uh, like more like fifteen. Okay. Wait, they tip. Oh, fifteen percent don't tip. Don't, okay, getting confused with the numbers there. Okay, Roush, let's get into it. Uh, do you want to talk X's and O's of the depth chart first, or what Stoops did didn't say Chris Rodriguez situation first? Both are going to get discussed. I look forward to talking about both, but I'm going to let you on the scene pick what you what you found to be more interesting, not interesting. Your show, buddy. Well, um, uh, I I just know that I'm going to get annoyed with the Chris Rodriguez talk because I just like the part that's going to annoy me is that there's nothing I, that can really be done about it. So it, it it's just having to deal with it is going to be frustrating uh, just from my point of view. So let's, let's start with the, the X's and O's uh, standpoint, because there was uh, some intriguing developments on the depth chart. Uh, n- not only, that's kind of how they're going to tell us what the suspensions are uh, moving forward, but also the the fact that we, we anticipated David Wallaball being the starting left tackle. That much is true. But Kenneth Horsey being second, that's mostly injury-related. But there's still seven true freshmen that appear on the two deep. Two of them are starting. And then there are up as many as three redshirt freshmen starting uh, in their first game this Saturday. So – as much as you discuss the the old guys, and we make jokes about DeAndre Square in his 17th season at Kentucky, uh, the, there there are a lot of young guys getting their first run, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And as, as Stoop said later on his coach's show, like that's that's an indictment on them as players. Like they're just that good that we we have to play them, you know, and it's it's nothing against some of the other guys because we have a lot of talented older players, but the young guys on this team are very good. And you know what? Not all of the really talented young guys are are on there right now, but maybe six weeks from now they could be on there, or maybe two years from now they could end up being stars. So uh as much as we've beaten that dead horse about the talented young players on this Kentucky football team throughout the offseason. It's it's a fact. It's a fact, Jack. And and a lot of those guys are going to be playing significant snaps this Saturday against Miami of Ohio. Yeah, a good news, bad news situation is well, I, I don't know. Bad bad news may be a stretch with some of this, but yeah, that was my first instinct when Jeff Drummond, of course, is the first person to tweet out the depth chart according to my Twitter timeline, as he always is. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm going down the list, and I, I said the same thing, Roush. I'm just like, oh, my goodness gracious, this looks like a young team, which when you have young teams or teams with a lot of young starters, which I, I guess I should probably preface it that way, is that it's a team with a lot of young starters. There are plenty of freshmen in the rotation, some that aren't in the rotation, but it's overall not necessarily such a young team. It's got some young starters that are going to be playing on the team. All that being said, expectations are still really high for Kentucky football, maybe the highest that they've ever been going into a season, at least from a preseason standpoint. So despite all the young starters, Roush, expectations are still high. So you can look at it in a couple different ways or in one way and you keep going down the path. Is that exact mm-hmm. thing, 
all right, I'm a little nervous. Young starters, normally that's an excuse for rebuilding teams or for expectations to be lower. You look across the board, look how many young guys are starting. That means the future is going to be really bright, and Kentucky football for years to come is going to be in a good position. Yet the difference here in UK-specific situation is nobody's nobody's punting the expectations. The expectations are here to stay. People are expecting this 2022 season to be a big season. So if you are playing along with me here, a lot of young starters, expectations still high. Those young starters ain't going anywhere after this season. Roush just kind of makes me, when I was looking through the depth chart, I, uh, by the end of it, I was almost a little tickled in this thought experiment of mine that, hey, expectations are to win possibly 10 games, and Kentucky's going to be returning probably a, a good deal of starters. Yeah, you're going to miss out on a lot of really veteran pieces. Sure, that's natural from a program to program, but you're going to have a lot of young guys that are going to get incredible experience this year, Roush, where if you're breaking in a new quarterback next season, you're going to have offensive linemen, wide receivers, running backs, all with a little bit of uh, – uh, well, running backs, we'll have to wait and see. At least the the big names so far probably won't be around, but a lot of really promising young names that you know are going to get playing time and, and, and drop some jaws once they get out there. Point is, the it seems like a really healthy program, Roush. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but it just seems like for years and years to come, this could be this could be a pretty sweet setup. Yeah, there's balance to the roster, right? Like you, you yeah. look at the offensive line and you're pairing seniors with freshmen. Uh, same thing with the linebackers on on the defensive side of the ball. Upperclassmen paired with younger guys. Uh, and, and that's, you know, the way that Stoops kind of put it. It's like if you surround the young guys with older guys, then it makes that transition easier. Um, and, and, and in one case in particular, uh, it was a position battle at cornerback, right? Is, is it going to be Keaton Smith? Is Andrew Phillips going to push him? And Stoops said on the call-in show, you know, like, we like Drew Phillips to rotate in regularly at that, that cornerback spot, but he can be our third down nickel, and we can let Alex Afari play the nickel back on first and second down. And, and it's not because they, they don't, trust it's not necessarily because they don't trust the freshman but on third down they can be more aggressive uh, with their calls if they have a dude who who's played a lot more that sort of thing so th that's what kind of where uh, you can the the balance really pays off the balance really pays off and, and so there's there's a lot to be excited about with this depth chart um I, I will say if there was one thing that really surprised me it's it's going back to Chris Rodriguez and seeing Cavassier smoke as the number one running back. No order there, just smoke. Here you go. And I, you know, as much as folks have loved smoke, I've always kind of pushed back on that because uh, just like you know, he, he's never been a big practice guy. And when you're not a big practice guy, you're not a big play guy. And with that being said, though, in 2019, he was pretty great in that offense uh, alongside Lynn Bowden and A.J. Rose creating big plays. And this spring, whenever he was fourth or fifth on the depth chart, a lot of people like myself just assumed he would be, all right, he's going to go to UAB or, you know, some, some belt school, go rush for 1,200 yards and call it a career. But instead, he got challenged by the coaches. And as Stoops said yesterday, he's really responded well to that. 
Um, he's taking himself seriously. He's become that practice guy, and now he's got an opportunity to go out there and start and improve that he can be the guy that many of us thought he could be early on in his career. Yeah, I, I you know, he's shown some good, good, good flashes there. When I saw Cavassier smoke listed as the first running back, obviously your thoughts go to Chris Rodriguez. We will get to that in segment number two of Kentucky Roll Call today on your Tuesday edition of the show. My, but then I saw that Ramon Jefferson was listed number two, and I guess they're just for most part going to go too deep on on the depth chart. Is that that again? I know it tied in. I'm going to bring that up here in a second. Have they always usually just been too deep, or I feel like they used to have like four names at some position. Well, it's it's the or factor. They went light on ors, and I think they know not like that you paddle with, but so and so or. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if that's like because th- there was a moment there where it's it's like. Come on, you didn't even put an or next to Jatan McLean because yeah, he is the suspended guy, but he's also listed as kickoff return. So yeah, maybe they just don't feel like it's necessary for that room because they're all going to play. I don't know. Yeah, that I, that okay, fair enough. And I was going to bring up McLean, but said you know once you saw him on special teams that okay, well he's probably not suspended, or you don't have an issue there with that. I think they gave Smoke the the starting nod as like a tip of the cap, a thank you for your service. Roush, you have really, throughout his entire career, you've never said anything personally negative about Cavassier Smoke, but just the rumors around the locker room was you can't make the club in the tub situation mm-hmm. that, he, you know, was, and there's people like that, not the end of the world. You could be the best dude in the, in the world, just not enjoy practice as much. But I, I almost think that this was maybe just like, we know that you maybe were considering leaving. We wouldn't, it would, it, we wouldn't have like cried for hours if you hadn't. But you're a Kentucky Wildcat. You've been in this program through some of the best moments in program history. I I, I almost am going to say that Ramon Jefferson will get more carries in game one. And I think we'll I think we'll be talking more about Ramon Jefferson after game number one against Miami after this Saturday. But I think they are just doing that for smoke to say, like, thank you. We appreciate that. And he probably will be the, I mean, he will be the star. He'll he'll get carries. He'll get opportunities. And he's looked good in certain situations at Kentucky at certain times. He's broken off some big runs, uh, not just against Louisville either, because you got to put an asterisk against big games against U of L. Everybody has them. So I, I was intrigued by that, but I still think Ramon Jefferson will end up being the running back story after week number one. I've got to, before we go to our first break, we're running a little long, or maybe we tease this. I don't really care. I got to ask you, Isaiah Cummings, who I was like impressed with last year, you haven't heard a ton of him this summer. And now you're looking at the depth chart, and there is an or with him, but you can't help but notice. He's the third tight end listed in the tight end slash fullback. And then in just the regular tight end room, there's other there's three other names there. We knew it was a deep room, Roush, but you got to help me figure out what the deal is with Isaiah Cummings and what to expect. Maybe we throw mm-hmm. it to a break and we come back to it, or you can sum it up shortly. You're pretty succinct at times. So what do you think? I just uh, I think it is uh... – funny that all preseason we're gonna play tight ends more and then they just went and listed six <laughs> <laughs> that is good. it's like every other up position only has two they're like we're, we're playing six tight ends damn it you need to mention that to the big dog because that really is funny it's like you know <laughs> tight ends we got them we like them there's plenty of good names and then so people are waiting to see how it's all going to shake out here's six of them we still don't really know how it's all going to shake out but i'm sure you've probably got an idea or at least a guess of of how that room is going to to play out but I was impressed with Cummings he was somebody that I was really excited to see in 2022 based on the limited sample size we saw in 2021 him switching to a new position but 
seems like uh, he's got some some ground to make up with some of the other tight ends in the room. Yeah, it's really deepest tight end room in the history of SEC football. Uh, many people are saying. Mm-hmm. Many perhaps, people. Let's perhaps go the, yeah, Scooch, what do you got? Real quick, perhaps a dumb question, but the Dingles are brothers, correct? Nope. <laughs> what makes you, you say that they? What makes you say that they're brothers? I mean, from same city. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm genuinely asking. I don't know. I didn't you know, know there was. Many, I didn't know there were two Dingles. You know, the Dingle family is huge in Bowling Green. I didn't. I mean, know I'm that. sure that they're related to some degree, but you, you can't run into. You can't go to Bowling Green without running into a Dingle. Oh, those are Dinguses. I'm being told. Those are <laughs> oh. Dinguses. Is Dingus is everywhere. Just kidding. Yeah, the, I love the, Bowling Green. Nothing against Bowling Green. Uh, you, you, great little town. Uh, the Dingles yeah, are brothers. They are okay. brothers. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Ninety-six one FM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. We'll be right back. I'm on the job. He's big name Bob. You ain't never had a friend. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Mince operation, child endangerment. Can we maybe not call it that? See you on the other side, nerds. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We're going to continue this amazing only place you'll find it right here on Kentucky Roll Call UK football conversation. But first, Roush is going to tell us about Salsaritas. Salsaritas, the best day of the week to go to Salsaritas is on Taco Tuesday. Because you need tacos. They got them. They're tasty. They're delicious. And it's because they serve it with the freshest salsa. Salsa is so good. It's in their name. Whether you don't like the strong stuff, right? You just want a little corn salsa and pico. Or you're going to go spicy. It's the best of the best. Uh, you can also throw some queso on it. Ooh, maybe some fresh guacamole. Try it today at either one of their two locations. They've got one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthew and one in Middletown with a drive-thru. Get some chips on the side, too. They're wildly addictive. They're the best of the best. And download the app before you go to save yourself a ton of money at Salsaritas, where they're deliciously different. Woo! Uh, TJ, we had some uh, breaking news during the break. I know. I the, Gosh, not crazy about this news. Oh, no, 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 no. This is great news. Maybe. I mean, it could be, but. No, no. It, this is good news. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead and pull the beans. Lynn Bowden was cut by the Dolphins. Um, he was not going to play for Miami this year. They have 1,700 wide receivers. But he did get a chance to play during the preseason, um, and he played very well. Uh, during his time with Miami, scored a couple of touchdowns, had some decent punt returns, really showed that he's he's working his way back to what we thought he could be uh, coming out of college at UK. And uh, I, I suspect he'll have no shortage of suitors. They tried to trade for him, but I, uh, I, I think other teams knew they could just get him on the waiver wire once the first cuts happen. So um, a, a team like yours, TJ, I, I – could certainly see a soft landing spot for Lynn Bowden. Man, I would love it. I, I think he could be used really well. 
my only worry is that Green Bay may be like, hey, Dobbs can kind of do some of the things that he can do. But Green Bay, from a wide receiver standpoint, you can't have enough playmakers, guys, who could miss tackles, burn a defender. These are things that Lynn Bowden could do. I would absolutely love it to get old Lenny and Randall together in Green Bay at the final as the sun sets on Randall's career and Rogers' career and let let Lynn Bowden actually kind of showcase to the NFL all the great things that he can do. So hope it works out for him. I was bummed to to see that he was released, but you are right. He'll he'll get picked up sooner rather than later. Right, right. And I I, w- I was just happy there was, I think mm, Two of the three games he played, and he scored. You know, like that—that—that's that, that, a good sign. Because I was worried that he was on on the downside, where we just weren't going to hear from him again. Like he'd have another ho hum preseason, be quote unquote injured, or you, you just—you didn't know. You didn't know what was going to be next for uh, for Lynn Bowden. And so it, it's great that he did show what he could during that preseason. He's uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. Don't you worry, Big Nation. Yeah, he probably, again, by the end of this week, I would imagine, some team's going to want to use him, find a spot for him in their offense. But Lynn Bowden cut by the Miami Dolphins. We'll continue our UK football conversation. We will be talking Chris Rodriguez and Mark Zoops. Don't you worry. But first, Roush, just should we be expecting to see Cummings this year? Should we not? Maybe. He's got work to do. Is that just let the depth chart do the talking here? No, I, I really think that it's a case where, um, and, and Vince kind of alluded to it this week, I think some of it is the shiny new toy aspect of, hey, this guy that we redshirted last year is a beast in Jordan Dingle. He's going to play a lot of regular reps. Where I think Cummings is a guy that's going to, look, he, he's more of a specialty guy, if you will. Kind of like Jatan McClain, where you become... Uh, somewhat of an afterthought on the depth chart just because the, the the other guys are more first and second down guys where you're a, more of a third down back. Um, I, I have a feeling that th- there's certainly going to be a role for Cummings, maybe not in an every down aspect, because they want to keep him healthy, right? Like I, I remember being kind of uh, offended as a high school senior when they, they moved me to like weak side defensive end but it was all from a durability standpoint. Like they they just wanted to make sure I didn't get hurt. And I really think that that is the case here where even though Cummings has gotten pretty jacked this offseason, he's in better shape than I've seen him before. Uh, there's still an aspect of he's our best pass catching tight end. We can't get him hurt by putting him in difficult situations. So they're going to specialize with him. And I, I, as much as you might worry about on the depth chart, I, I you will on Saturdays. You might not see it in the snap count, but you're certainly going to to see him catching passes this fall for Kentucky. Ooh, okay. That's a nice nugget there, KRC listeners. So if you see Cummings on the field, could could be tipping your cap that the caps are going to be throwing the ball. Could be. Could be. I hope no opposing defenses ever hear about this. Yeah, and that that's also the the fun part of being, and I don't I don't know who's in charge of that um, that job, like that responsibility to move people in and out, sort of deal, to where you aren't giving away things right away. But I'm, when we went to the the last time I watched the the cats practice during a team period, there's very much a 
you, you hear Rich saying, hey, I need I need Cummings next play. I need Jatan next play. Like they, They've got stuff for these guys. They're just using them in more specialized situations. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. Getting me even more excited for football season, and we are just days away from when the Krogue is filled with blue and white as the Cats take the field against Miami, 7 o'clock on Saturday. There will not be a Chris Rodriguez on the field, at least in a playing capacity. He was not on the depth chart, and we didn't really get much clarification from the head man yesterday, Nick Roush. We did not, and I do think that there is an instance of uh, – he, he, he didn't do the come watch him uh, work out thing, but telling us a week ago you'll hear more about it in a week is – I mean, we didn't really hear more about it in a week. He just, we assumed he wasn't playing and he clarified, yeah, he's not going to play. We don't know how long he's going to be out. And I still can't say why. And I do understand more so now of like the why, um, because there are, he alluded to players' rights. And that kind of goes back to the fight last year, the frat party fight, when, uh, the deputy doofus was wondering why nobody was, uh, hey, why, why, why isn't anybody breaking any news? They're just getting away with whatever in Lexington about this fraternity fight. And it's like, well, because it's not a matter of public record. It's, it was being handled by the student code of conduct. They were cleared and nothing ever would have came of it if the Lexington police did not charge anybody with, uh, a crime like they, they they charged them with burglary and then they had to do the same old song and dance again to get their names cleared. Um, but none of that ever would have seen the light of day if if not for them pressing charges. And it sounds like we have a similar situation here where because of uh, FERPA, which is uh, it, 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 it's a wall, it's the HIPAA of students uh, records, right, where they're private, you can't publicly disclose what's happening behind closed doors, but that's the reason for the suspension. And it, it would just be, I, 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 like, there's, there's a reason why we can't know the nature of it, but Stoops could just say, like, you know, maybe violation of team rules, or he could throw something more out there instead of just saying, I have bosses, bosses. The way that he kind of skirts around it makes people a little flummoxed, frustrated, and I get it. It's It stinks that we don't know specifics. But that's and he could probably say I, I he, he th there was another thing that he hemmed and hawed about like he wasn't he didn't make it clear if there had been a final determination or not and I and I I think it would be nice to know if there was like a hey is this at least all done on your end or could it be changing like or are you just playing gamesmanship with Florida that part we don't know I think it's more gamesmanship with Florida than anything. Because uh, when he's like, well, some guys are going to come back next week and some are not. I, I think it means that we have reached a final determination. But the less we know, the more we speculate. <laughs> and and that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Rouse, what are the odds that Stoops doesn't know how long Rodriguez is going to be out? Because at this point, his answer saying he doesn't know how long he's going to be out, that's the equivalent of Cal saying he hasn't seen him. I mean, that's ridiculous. Coach, a coach knows how long he's going to be out. Yeah, I, 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 I would give it um, ten to one odds that he doesn't know the length of the suspension. He knows exactly. He, Just yeah. say it. Like, yeah.
Yeah, this is yeah. good conversation. And, and I tweeted that out yesterday, and it wasn't uh, there were just a hand, a couple of people that were like, uh, wh- who cares? He's, he can say whatever he wants. It's none of your business. That, that's not even where my tweet was coming from. I think that there are there is some confusion between UK administration or maybe Mitch Barnhart. Uh, yeah, I am speculating, obviously, and UK where maybe they know that it's like, hey, he's got a four-game suspension. These other guys have a game suspension. And maybe Rodriguez said, I want to appeal this. I want to appeal it immediately. I want to, you know, and that's kind of like, hey, we know it's probably going to be three or four games, but you never know what this appeal may say, so check back with us next week. I don't know. But reading, like hearing the way Stoops talk, and I didn't get to listen to the coach's show, honestly, just because I forgot about it. I'm out of season. I got to get back into it. I love it. Uh, it makes Mondays a little bit better when you either have Stoops or Calipari talking in the evening. But I did listen to his press conference, and not the luncheon, but the press conference. I listened to the press conference, and he he does seem incredibly frustrated by the whole thing. Not mad at media, not, not mad at, like, Chris Rodriguez. He just seems frustrated with the entire process. And, yes, Roush, I agree with you. We'd love more details. Same when John Calipari has an injured player. We'd love more details. But that we know John Calipari's to some degree, to the majority degree, is gamesmanship. I agree with you that I think that this is gamesmanship, but I also think there's probably a gamesmanship with a bit of confusion. Like maybe he could be back for Florida. Most likely it's going to be three or four games, but we got to see what UK is going to do with all stuff. Just because there's so many weird quotes from – like just way he phrases things, some of the stuff he says or doesn't say. He initially says suspension. He comes back and says, "I never said suspension." Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that one was like, "Mark, you you said suspension." He did say suspension, and that, that's okay. Like you know, suspension, not suspension. I don't know, but that's what makes it even a weirder situation, right? Like the fact that uh, again, it's just it's a weird situation. I think we all know Chris Rodriguez is going to be out multiple games. If it ends up being an entire season, I think that'd be a surprise for many if he's back in the swamp next week I think that'd be a surprise for many but I do just want to know I want to peel back the curtain a little bit and just know the relationship between the administration with this suspension or not suspension and what UK football thinks about it what they want how they want to move forward because I certainly sense a, a disconnect here I'm not trying to ruffle feathers or start a controversy just listen to Mark Stoops talk he Again, the, the the big quote that that says that that there is some sort of uh, di- disconnect. There are layers to things. It's not always black and white. The players have rights, and there are processes involved. That's where we're at. And and I think that the the part that like my biggest takeaway is he does make it sound like that those processes are ongoing, and that would be true. like you can't reach a resolution at this point. Then. What like what the hell are you doing? Why why are you dragging your feet, UK? So, um, but I, I I tend to lean on more of the side that it's it's gamesmanship, and we'll probably be doing the same song and dance with the depth chart for at least another week. But you know who who knows? Maybe after that Florida game, um, when there's no Chris on there, Stoops is like, oh, he's back. But I have a feeling it's just going to be a week-to-week thing where we just show up on Monday and see if he's there. And if not, then it sinks. And, it, and it, But if he is, woohoo! I don't think they'll just surprise us and Chris will be wearing 24 and showing up one Saturday. 
you you do think that or you don't think that? I, I don't think that'll happen. I, I think they'll just throw him on the depth chart one week, and that's that's when we're going to know. Yeah, and then I wonder when that day comes, what UK will say. Like, yeah, he's available. This like that's all I can say is he's available. Like, you know, they're they're really keeping all this as close to the vest and quiet as possible. The rumors out there are big time. I just, I guess you you wouldn't expect UK football to confirm those rumors really anytime. Or disconfirm him. Really, I agree with you. Most likely, he'll just either be on the depth chart or he will not be on the depth chart. Which is a funny way to go about things. But but I think you can also, when Kentucky fans are frustrated, I, I think you can sense some of it from Mark Stoops as well. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, you definitely can. And again, and I thought his answer about like, I'm not trying to cover stuff up. I'm trying to be honest with you all in some of this stuff. It's still... Uh, it's a messy situation. I look forward to the season, Roush, where UK is not dealing with eligibility or players playing, not playing, we don't know what's going on situation. I look forward to that season. Because it wasn't last season. It's not this season. 2020, it was a COVID season. So we didn't even know if there was going to be football across the board. 2019, right. I don't remember what it was, but it was probably something. Was 2019 the uh, Terry Wilson injury? Well, that was that was yeah. The Sawyer Smith is he hurt? Yeah. Is he healthy? Yeah, that wasn't a preseason thing though. That happened actually once the season had started. But hell, we didn't have to wait long to have more controversy in that regard. So, good stuff. You want to go to the text line? Yeah, let's go to the text line. Five zero two four one fifty four one four fourteen fifty is the number to the Thorns text line. Stop. What I was going to say earlier, TJ, the gas prices at Thornton, so much better than anywhere else. 338 yesterday. Didn't even punch in one of those big time discounts, but I'm just a VIP member with my refreshing rewards app. So it's good to live the VIP lifestyle. Yeah, it's always nice feeling important. A texter says, I know I brought this up last year, but Scott Frost has only one winning season. That was the self-claimed undefeated national championship year. Wild, he either has a losing record or is undefeated. No in between. Yep. That's Scott Frost. One hit wonder. One hit wonder. And the one thing I did forget, though, was that Scott Frost, when he was being he was being courted by Florida, Tennessee, and Nebraska, they all wanted him. And he chose Nebraska. Imagine how much fun. I, I really do think that this is the most fun we can get out of it because they're going to obviously keep him longer there. They would have fired him much quicker at Florida or Tennessee. But, man, it would have been fun to watch him flame out at Tennessee too. Like that that fan base. T- I mean, Tennessee and Nebraska, they're cut from the same cloth, right? Like delusional, think they're still living in the 90s, unreasonable expectations. Um, that that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a Lincoln guy, played, you know, played his high school football in Nebraska, college football in Nebraska. So I guess I wasn't a surprise. I, I did forget, like Tennessee and Florida both were making him priorities. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that that was um, McElwain? Who, who was the – It was actually, I think, before Mullen. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that would have been the the Jeremy Pruitt hire because Tennessee, they swung and missed on a lot. That was – because Frost was their first guy, right? And then they started sw- uh, swinging and striking out. Uh, Uncle Jeff was one of them. Then they got down to Greg Schiano, and then they had the riot, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and 
and then there was, I believe that's also when we had the Phil Fulmer hostile takeover where Mike Leach had actually agreed to go to Tennessee. And Fulmer was like, not on my watch. And he took over and then hired Jeremy Pruitt. And then that was a disaster. So, Oh, man. wow. I, didn't, I don't know if I knew or had forgotten about the Mike Leach. He, so yeah. he was going to be at Tennessee? He was going to be at Tennessee. The old AD was ready to hire him. And Phil Fulmer was like, nope, not going to happen. Huh. That is, uh, Fulmer made some bad decisions. The thing with the Scott Frost, if he had, I don't know if it would be a good or a bad thing. Tennessee and Florida's programs have, for UK standards, we we like them kind of where they're at right now. But if he had got, if Scott Frost had failed at Tennessee or or Florida, maybe maybe they could be even in a worse spot potentially. But again, not like those schools really have been killing it for for their standards by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, interesting stuff with Scott Frost. Doesn't I seem like to, a great job. I wonder when Nebraska will pull the plug on him. I had to check the authenticity of that text. It's it's actually true. One one undefeated season, the rest are all losing seasons. His record at Nebraska, 15 and 30, 10 and 26 in Big Ten play. <laughs> 10 and 26. 15 and 30. Like not only is he not That's close horrible. to 500, he's twice as many losses as wins. And most of those are one score losses. Man, at a place um, that treats football as king. 33% winning percentage. They've sold out most of those losses too, um, which is which is even crazier. I did uh I did want to have a brief follow-up from another conversation we had yesterday, the two quarterback thing from Jim Harbaugh. So he had his press conference yesterday and he was asked to justify it, right? Um why why are you why are you doing the two quarterbacks thing? No person, that's biblical. No person knows what the future holds. It's a process, and it's going to be based on performance, but we're not going to withhold any good thing. Both have been tremendous. We think that both are capable of leading our team to a championship. It's biblical, TJ. That Only God knows what's going to happen, and so he's going to put it in God's hands. Can he just shut up? Um, some people have asked, how did you come to that decision? Was it based on some kind of NFL model? No, it's really based biblical. Solomon, he was a pretty wise person. Man, that's so weird. Oh, man. It's so... <laughs> like, the thing is, too, like it always jokes, like, what a sport. I mean, where else are you going to get something as cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs as this? Like... <laughs> Nowhere. King 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 Solomon. King Solomon's going to make this decision for me. <laughs> man, that is wild. Uh, we'll end hour one with that. We'll come back. We've got a fun Thornton's text line for you. May need to talk a uh, little DJ Wagner. We, we've got more Ooh. from the Kenny Payne audio that we played yesterday. That's and be- um, on the John Calipari, Mark Stoops beef, we have an update. Yeah, so don't go anywhere. You're going to want to listen to Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back after this. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, that's why a bear can rest at ease with just the bare necessities of life. Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Radio. 
Yeah. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you spending it with us. Go ahead and get your text into the Thornton's text line and get your behind in a Thornton's. They've got great food for your breakfast or lunch or dinner, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And they've got uh, they've got any other accessory needs, gas, those things. You know how it works. A lot of Louisville fans online, Roush, really, really having a good time with Lynn Bowden being cut. U of all fans, I just want you all to know it's not going to – him being cut is not going to change him rushing for 284 yards and four touchdowns against you. 284? Surely that's a typo, right? There's no, no that, way. No, he averaged uh, just just a, a, a smidge under 13 yards per carry. So each time he ran the ball, Roush, on average – Move those chains, baby, and then some. Uh, now, UofL did really slow down his passing attack. Despite the Caps winning 45-13, to 13, Bowden did only complete one pass for four yards oh. UofL. Those stats are really embarrassing for Louisville. And unfortunately, with Lynn Bowden being cut, it will not change any of those stats. Those stats are, are here to stay. So, uh, And, you know, the funny thing is, too, is in, in that Louisville game, what was that, 2019? Uh, Lynn, he, Lynn rushed for 284 yards. Chris Rodriguez rushed for 125. Kabase Smoke rushed for 75. <laughs> so UK's other two running backs combined for 200 yards. That's not even throwing in AJ Rose, even. But Bowden could have ran for 500 yards, I think, if he wanted to against U of L. Yeah, he could do whatever he wanted to against them. Uh, yeah. because Louisville quit, they gave up. That's no, what they, Scott Satterfield teams do, they had the rumble. They, I don't want to tackle anybody. <laughs> Man, you go back and watch that game. I, I still remember at halftime. It was pretty close because Louisville had uh, – their offense had one big play. And um, that I think it was 13-7 at halftime, kind of close. And then I don't think Louisville made one – like tried to tackle – Bowden had that touchdown to score the second half, and they were just like, all right, we're not – I don't feel like doing this today. See you. See you tomorrow. Yeah, that's when the rumbly tums really, really got bad. They were down 13-17 to 17 at halftime, and then the Cats just said, you all don't mind if we outscore you 28 nothing in the second half, do you? Because then <sighs> that's what ended up happening. Uh, and, hey, Malik Cunningham was the quarterback for that team. He's still the quarterback. That's exciting. Good for him. Uh, he didn't have his best wow. game that game, 6 of 11. For 78 mm. yards and one touchdown, one interception. Well, the rumbly tumblies, though. Was That's that 18? 19. 19. Got it. 18 was the Josh Allen beat down in, at Cardinal Stadium. Papa John's, don't call me Papa John's. Mm. That was a good time, too. A lot of fun. The, the, the blowouts against UofL, they can start to run together. And they will. They, they will. And they're so lucky that they avoided one during the pandemic. Yeah, they really won. did. Really yeah. dodged a bull there. Yeah, that would have been that wouldn't have been very pretty. Uh, all right, get your text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Roush, I'm excited with what you teased there to end hour number one. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, beef squash. Squash beef. Beef and squash together. Sounds like a tasty summer treat. But uh Mark Stoops, he made a big stink after Cal made a big stink over his practice facility this summer. Um, there for about a week or so. It was all anybody wanted to talk about, and he's ready to not talk about it anymore. 
at the end of his call-in show last night. Um, he said, there's no issue at all. I don't think either of us has really spent much more time worrying about that or thinking about it. You know, Coach Cal and I, I want nothing but for the best for him and all of our programs. I know he feels the same way. We moved on in about two minutes. And you might think that that's a lip service, but I do think that that was probably the case. They had their 24 hours of fuming, at least Stoops did. Uh, once he got all that off of his chest in that press conference, I think he was happy and ready to to move forward. Yeah, I um, just was reading a tweet Alan Cutler sent to Adam Schefter saying, my uncle and your dad were very good friends. Confused. I did NFL football for 14 years. Watched his game. I know Lynn's Hart talking to him many times. I thought he would make it big. What am I missing? I realize, Adam Schefter, you probably won't read this. <laughs> hope, Schefter, the, the, hope Schefter gets back to you. It'd be cool if Schefter just tweeted him. was like, yeah, you know, I'm surprised he didn't make it in Miami either. Uh, not not the right fit. Too many other bodies down there. Uh, who, who knows? Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that about Stoops and Cal. I bet what happened was Cal probably reached out and Stoops said, hey, it's no big deal whatsoever. I, you know, and I bet Cal was just like, hey, apologize. We good? He said, we're good. And the rest was the rest was that most likely. Because that's what, isn't that the way that like you messed up? I want to apologize. Somebody wants to, that's the way it should go. Shouldn't, doesn't need to be, long drawn out drama back and forth that's the way that apology should go hey i messed up hey you know it bothered me for x y and z i know i got to be more careful about that stuff uh, don't worry about it it happens uh, you're forgiven let's just move on boom there well Isn't and, that and easy? i don't know if they had any sort of big sit down like that we kind of thought uh that they might have with barnhart and lee todd and all that but uh, I, I do think that they are much between those two, they are much quicker to move on, but the beef of Barnhart, uh, you know, there's probably some, if not ill will, some like, what the hell in there we need to get, let's start building our stuff here. Yeah. Well, and I, I guess they're the big Holy Trinity of meetings hasn't happened with Barnhart stoops and Calipari, blah, blah, blah. Probably will never happen. I, I'm I'm so far out on Barnhart, it's not even funny. The more and more you hear about things inside the athletic program. Uh, but I, I'm sure Cal probably reached out. That was probably that. And Stoops is cool with it. Then that means we should all be cool with it. And everybody can move on and enjoy what should be two really, really fun seasons. How about the UK drone video? That was neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm curious how many takes or test runs they had to do with that because there was some tight squeezes in there like going through the weight racks that oh, was yeah. it was tough I, I need a drone enthusiast to tell me how much would that drone most likely cost we won't hold you to it but if you were just spitballing a drone of that capability that camera being able to have the operator user navigate it that smoothly how much would one of those bad boys cost? Let's let's all make our guesses. Scoots? I didn't see the drone, but I would guess twenty five hundred. Oh, I was going to guess two hundred fifty. Take a zero. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking the drone tech is pretty pretty inexpensive. Yeah, I would guess that that's a thirty five hundred dollar drone. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm, they're I'm, like, I'm, they're I'm like pivoting. I'm, they're going really fast all of a sudden, and then they're stopping, and then they're making all these fun angles. Like you said, they're going through the weight equipment. If you if know, that, we that drone's two hundred fifty dollars. I'm getting it. I'm getting it today. We really missed our calling on the whole drone thing. You know, we should we should have had the foresight to be good drone drivers. That actually is not like probably not a. You're right, Scoot. Mm-hmm. But like, also it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Probably for like. I think kids in high school learn how to operate drones. Yeah. I think like there's like special classes you can take at some schools, some colleges, blah, blah, blah. You're right. Maybe it's not too late though. Maybe we could still be ahead of the game and be world-class drone pilots. Have you all seen drone racing at all? I have. That's a very, that's a great hungover nap thing. You know, you're just kind of halfway paying attention and then boom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next thing you know, was that? I was in this delirious sleep that I was so bored. I was watching drone racing. Man, I feel so much refreshed now. I can get on with my day. Text on in in the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. There's been more trying to figure out the Kenny Payne quotes. Roush, did you keep up with any of that yesterday during your busy afternoon? I, I, I did not. Um, were people just making fun of Kenny Payne as they should have been? Mostly, and uh, you know, credit to the Louisville fans that predominantly are butt slappers. There's a lot of Louisville fans that were like, "You weren't prepared for negative recruiting." Like, what? Uh, what? I will say there there is a portion of Louisville fans that have really kind of put some pressure on Kenny Payne for a dude who's never coached a game before, and I think that's I think it's fair in all honesty. Like, you know, you were promoting recruiting. We're just not even seeing like U of L mentioned on list with big name players and the ones that they are they don't seem to be favorites in like i don't think uofl is going to get aaron bradshaw i hate be i hate bursting that bubble for cards fans it doesn't seem like they're going to get dj wagner and with some of these other guys they they haven't you know the transfers i should say like there's no reason that they should be picked second to last in the acc this year kenny payne could have changed that made things better and He's not. So some Louisville fans are frustrated by that, and then they were frustrated by his comments yesterday. One area that I disagree with some of the frustration from L fans, and I've said this before, so I'll make it brief, is there, I can't believe he said that L is not going to do nil. He never said that. He's just parroting John Calipari's statement. If you want to come here just for nil, you're going to the wrong spot. We want people that want to come here and be basketball players. It's all lip service. Don't get so caught up in stuff like that. All that being said, though, people have determined John Calipari and Kenny Payne do not have a 30 or 40 year relationship. It could not have been him. Oh, that is a uh, great internet sleuthing. I was curious how long, like where, where did the two get hooked up? Was it at, was it at Memphis? Uh, I don't know when they first encountered, but I, I don't know. I mean, he went to, he was at Oregon. Kenny Payne was, I think he got to Oregon in like 2005 ish, somewhere around that. So Cal would have been already pretty well established at Memphis by that point. So I don't know when their relationship first synced up. I yeah, didn't yeah. think he was talking about Cal to begin with. We mentioned that yesterday. But this does take an interesting twist. Yeah, you're right. And I, I'm trying to look. I mean, he was playing until 2000 and then didn't get into coaching until 04. So it not a 30- or 40-year relationship unless – yeah, no. no, I just – Yep. Nope. So great internet sleuthing, folks. Great internet sleuthing. I will say though, the 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 picture you paint, it does kind of remind me of what Billy Napier's going through at Florida, where you have a very proud 
national championship winning program that thinks they they kind of hit the lottery with their hire. He gets there, and part of the reason why they hire him is for his recruiting. He's supposed to amp up recruiting efforts. That hasn't happened right away. And now there's a lot of takes. Uh, there's a lot of people questioning, do they have their nil stuff in line, uh, which is fair. Uh, I noticed they they did uh, roll out some new collective recently. We, we, we mentioned that with the sheriff. But there's a lot of similarities where he's getting – they're both getting a good, I think, fair amount of criticism before playing in their first game. But they're also probably good enough coaches where they could change that just by winning some games. Like the opportunities there are there to change that narrative. But it hasn't, it's been a much rockier start than I think everybody anticipated. Yeah. And again, these dudes got to be able to coach a game and you have a full cycle with the recruiting class. So, and I don't think any, anybody's like talking about firing or doing all that sort of stuff. I've been a little surprised by his lack of enthusiasm. Not that he was the most fiery guy during his time at Kentucky, but I don't know. It just seems like he doesn't want to do media appearances. He's not, not making fun, cute videos to get people fired up. Like, there's a honeymoon period for new coaches, and it seems like he has just punted that away. Like, I don't need it, don't want it, no honeymoon here, uh, which has been strange. Usually you get about a year of that as a first-year head coach. He maybe had a month of it. But where this has taken an interesting turn, and if you're unfamiliar with what we're talking about, Kenny Payne yesterday when speaking at a Baptist church had mentioned that – he was he was surprised that there was negative recruiting against U of L, and uh, he's had to change some relationships that he's had for thirty and forty years because of of the recruiting aspect of things. And everybody instantly was wondering who is he talking about. A lot of people. The fun quote was to think, oh, his rival down the road, John Calipari. Which first and foremost, if John Calipari, Orlando Antigua, KT Turner. If they, or Chin Coleman, if they said, hey, DJ, we know you like Louisville and you got family there, they may not play in the NCAA tournament when you're there. That is just those folks doing their job. Point blank, period. Now, I think you can cross kind of a line into like ugliness and all that, where that line is, we, who cares? But some UVL fans, Roush, and, and I'm interested by it too, they started wondering, maybe, is he talking about some of his old teammates? Because you know the connection in AAU with L and Aaron Bradshaw and DJ Wagner. Some people were wondering, could this be an in-house feud, potentially? Hmm. What do you think about that? I like that. I love an in-house feud. When it's not in my house, yeah that that would be pretty um, that'd be pretty surprising. Some of the guys that he played with, I think Purvis Ellison, I think he's a coach for Wagner and Bradshaw. So some people were wondering, could maybe Purvis Ellison be the one saying, "Hey, I love U of L and I love Kenny," but they they could have it could kind of be a messy situation on that in that front. Now, if that's the case. Couldn't you see why Kenny Payne would get worked up about this stuff? Couldn't you see like why that would be like, oh, I am a taken aback by that. Because it just doesn't make sense that schools that you're competing against are going to use your NCAA 
cloud hanging over you to their advantage. That's recruiting 101. But if it was an old teammate, somebody that they thought were boys, or an old, you know, in the program teammate, it is that would, that would make it a little bit more like, oh, Kenny Payne may actually be onto something here. And the thing is, is that some might just think, I don't think there's a ton of, like, this isn't an outlandish thought, TJ. It's really not at all. I, I can very well see Kenny wanting to bring all of the, the old guys back, but then you get too many cooks in the kitchen wanting a piece of that pie, and it becomes a problem. I that this 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 mm-hmm. good check out. It's good check out, Mister Sports and, Talker. I and, like I like how you've connected the dots. And where's the where's the momentum going with Bradshaw and Wagner? The Bradshaw one actually seems like momentum's kind of blowing back in UK's favor a little bit, which I did not think was going to happen. Uh, but again, you know, I'm not connected with this stuff anymore. But it's not Louisville for for either one of the guys. It's right. not Louisville for either one of them. So. That would make that quote, I think, a lot more juicy because Jim Bayheim is negatively recruiting against U of L. Well, no crap. Like, you know, no crap that coaches are going to want players and they're not going to just want to concede them to U of L. But if it was your old boy, you know, if it was your old good friend, if it was an AAU coach, that is the one kind of telling these kids, like, hey, you know, I we love these guys, but you only get one you're only going to get one year at this you need to go you need to go somewhere where they're going to really where you're going to have a chance to win a national championship i could see that and rightfully so ticking off kenny payne so i think the the plot has thickened here two c's 5024141450 is the thornton's exelon imagine it Written out is very funny. Like not ending it with thick, like with two C's, but just adding E and E D at the oh, end. Oh, you got to do that in a, a KSR article at some point. Just to see if anybody catches Just to see it. if anybody notices. Have a typo. I mean, Lord knows you have enough of them anyways. But oh, man. You- I want, I want, people, too, getting... Uh, we make like little jokes like that, too. They get very upset. It's like, well, you obviously are not the target for this joke. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not the target audience. <laughs> what are we on? Uh 502-414-1450 is the number. Uh another texture says, oh gosh. Um oh gosh. Hey, I downloaded that original podcast that had all the F bombs, was on a walk Friday, and nearly killed over laughing. <laughs> one of the lucky one of the lucky few that got to download that. It wasn't up very long. Now, well, Scoots, glad you cleaned it all up, buddy. Yep. You and intern Jenna, the potty mouse of Big X. No kidding. I think uh, I'm hey, worse. Hey, it wasn't your potty mouth, though. So that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Did Jenny? I, did Jenna really cuss? I, I missed that whole thing. Yeah, she said F Scoots. No, what did she really say? I, she said the S word, right? I think, yes. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't hear it live. But they, I think they were just kind of having fun with her because she was so like appalled by it. So they were just kind of goofing her. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yours was much more serious, so we don't joke about it. Sure. 
Uh, Mook texted in a long text. He says, I'm a big Stoops guy, but this suspension and availability stuff is really ridiculous. This isn't something new. This has been out there for four plus months, and that's the best answer he can come up with. That's stupid. No other way around it. Be a leader and address the issue head on. You can't claim to be open and honest, which you did say today. Then hide behind that word salad of an answer. He said he will address it next week, which is exactly what he said last week. Something seems really off about this whole thing, and I'm thinking this could have NCAA violations attached with it. I don't think the latter is the case, but your initial point is true. Like Stoops can be unable to provide specifics and still have a better excuse than what he's saying right now. Right, like he 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 can he can find a better way to word things. It's just, I think he wants to make it clear that his hands are tied, um, but at the same time, he, he he's leaving it open ended, and it's confusing a lot of folks. Yeah, and again, Mook, I, I try to give these coaches the benefit of the doubt because they are people. Soups, I think, was pretty clear to mention. I've got bosses. He, he does. Cal does, as much as maybe both those guys don't love to admit it, uh, and as frustrating as it can be. I think the bigger story here, Mook, while all that stuff is annoying and it's valid, I'm just never going to get so worked up about what a coach in maybe the disguise of gamesmanship, that's been the buzzword today, I'm I, like, again, I'm not going to get so bent out of shape over that. If they're trying to win games and they feel like this stuff can help them win games, that's most important. All that being said, if there's a divide between – if UK loses Stoops because of Mitch Barnhart, their relationship, or his relationship with Eli Capilouto or you know some of the board of trustees, not that we've heard any of that sort of stuff, but who knows? I'm sure he's probably not happy with the way last season was handled. I, I can't imagine he's thrilled with the way this stuff is handled. If we lose Stoops because of this stuff, that's where my bigger concern is, Roush, is that like – can we just get people in UK athletics with the administration acting like everybody likes each other? Like things are really good right now, but it seems like there's just uh Cal doesn't like Barnhart. I don't think Barnhart and Stoops are the, are the best friends of, of all in all the world. I also don't think that Stoops has been thrilled with the process that goes on with some of these, with his players getting in trouble for this, that, or the other. I just want to make sure Stoops doesn't, look for greener pastures because he doesn't like the people above him. That's my well, big concern, Mook. What's funny is these are all pretty recent developments too. This time a year ago, we were talking, especially after Stoops signed that extension, um, you know, saying, I'm here to stay. We've agreed to stuff. Luckett was using the term alignment with his head falling off this spring because like, it was just everybody's on the same page at Kentucky, unlike some of these other schools. And then, we, we've seen some of the, the cracks uh, in the foundation as of late. And it's, I not, do, it's a little scary. You, know, you get people around for a decade, you're going to step on some toes, you're going to step on some tails. It happens, but things are really good. Let, let's, let's put egos aside and let's try mm -hmm. to get everybody working together. And Barnhart, I just, I just can't – maybe he's doing stuff behind the scenes and I'm not hearing about it. I'm not hearing about it, just to be clear about that. But, like – why aren't you not making sure Stoops is just not the happiest dude in the world in this situation as much as he can be? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And then we know that him and Cal aren't going to be buddy buddy. And I, I think Cal can handle it. He gets, or he gets paid enough where he probably doesn't care about it is a better way to phrase it. But you, as an athletic director, make folks happy. 
it doesn't seem like Stoops is happy. I don't know what exactly he's unhappy with, but it seems like the whole situation. Uh, you wish he had a competent AD to help smooth things over, but not not so fast. Uh, before we get to a break, Billy tweeted in, I'm bummed we missed the meeting with Lee Todd. Eli has only been the president for like 12 years, but Roush, in true Lavillian fashion, identifies things by what used to be there. Next, he's going to tell us about Bacons and Taylor Drugs. <laughs> the Bacons one, reference Billy. is great. When I first started reading that, I was like, oh, no, did I say Lee Todd? Like, <laughs> did I, Lee was Todd. that me that did that? <laughs> How did I? Gosh. Hey, uh, only one coffee this morning. It's it's a, it's an extra cup of coffee kind of day. Man, the things I do to get my old Lee Todd, Lee Todd shirt back. Do you still have you your a, Lee Todd shirt? You had a Lee Todd shirt? I gave him that to the student section for a basketball game. It was like his last day. And it was just like, a, it was my favorite kind of shirts. It was just like a shirt with a giant picture of Lee Todd's face on it. Like you had no idea who that guy, like, you know, five years later, people could have that shirt and have no idea who that guy was. But mine is, I don't know what happened to mine. It's gone. Uh, Somebody else out there has to remember the Lee Todd shirt. <laughs> that's, that's funny. A Lee Todd I'm shirt. i go crazy with this. But yeah, uh, Lee Todd seemed like he did a good job. People liked him. I, I always remember my dad running into him at one of those old department stores in, in Oxmoor Mall. And he just like introduced himself, shook his hand, and spent like five, ten minutes talking to my dad. And I was like, afterwards, I, I was school. Who was that? He was like, that was the Lee Todd, president of UK. And I was like, and you know him? He's like, well, you know, I just told him I'm alumni. I'd appreciate what he's done. I was like, so you just talked to him for 10 minutes? And he's like, yeah, that's that's kind of his job. He's like, oh. Well, he must be good at it. I, I was I was very perplexed by it. Hmm. That's, nice uh, guy, though. That is just really talking nice to an old UK guy for a few minutes while doing his shopping at the Von Mar. Yeah, that's uh, I wonder. Um, that's what people should do. That's sweet. I like hearing stories like that. All right, let's uh, take our last break, shall we? Maybe it was a doll hairs. Doll hairs, really big back in the day. Uh, R.I.P. Doll hairs. Go get Sweater your sweater Yeah, but I, I bet your dad was there getting you beanie babies. Ah, good old days. All right, we'll be back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. We'll keep talking. Whatever. Whatever the text line says, really. Um, Maybe some basketball recruiting. There's some new rankings. Who really cares? We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. You got a friend in me. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Big and stronger, too. Maybe. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than a Welcome back to the final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We are getting started on a long journey, seven months of having sports, UK athletics, rock and rolling, a lot to talk about on radio, a lot of good, clean family fun. Good time to, to reach out to the Big X. Let the Big X work for you, as we say on the station's advertising. If you're interested, 
Go to BigXSportsRadio.com. You can learn more how to partner with us in a similar way to Shady Rays did. And now Shady Rays is just taking over the state. Business is booming. They are. ShadyRays.com. Use promo code BIGX. Get 25% off. They've got polarized sunglasses. If you're staring at a computer screen all day, they've got the blue lenses, which are always really cool. And then they have just like blue and white sunglasses, which are great for game days, like on Saturdays at the Krogue. Go to Shady Rays. They've got it all. Fishing, running, exercising, just lounging, going to the beach. They have a shade for every occasion. ShadyRays.com. Borden's text line says, there will definitely be a KRC online dynasty league when the new NCAA comes out, right? Have a spot for every FBS team and let's roll. I'd be down for that. I wouldn't say every FBS team, but we could – get like a couple, you know, 12, 14 loyal KRC listeners, and we could go be, everybody go pick a Conference USA team. Conference USA still a football league nowadays? Yeah. Tops on top. Same Houston State's going to be there next year. Ooh, that's exciting. Nose so, goes on getting Hawaii. <laughs> we, we'll figure that out when we come to it, but that would be a lot of fun. I'd be all for it. I but would just want to play it once. Just, Just let me play it once, and I'll be happy. You don't think you're going to – see, I, I th- like I have this mindset that I'm going to not play it a ton, but I will play it. Just like if I've got free time, just like fire it up and play a little bit. But, Roush, I'm afraid you're probably right that I, I won't do that. Yeah, and I, I, it's just – I've got to use my free time to my advantage, and I'm not going to – I can't be using it on video games. Like if, if that's if that's a thing that my wife's gonna get mad at me for wasting time on, I want it to be on like gambling and drinking and not video games. Something much more productive. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it probably <laughs> will be like bad news maybe for my like when I go to bed instead of going to bed early, I'm like, hey, I may play this game for an hour. But we'll see. I, it'll probably end up not not end up playing. You're not a video game guy, Scoots, are you? Uh yeah, I'm a video game guy. I don't. I don't play them a whole lot, but yeah, I like video games. I'm. I'm on a big. Uh, I've been on a big NASCAR kick the last couple months. Don't know how you do the NASCAR video game. Oh, it's so fun! So freaking fun! How? I mean, you know there. <laughs> you know there's tracks where you know all the tracks aren't the same, right? They're not all. Right. They're not all a circle. Yeah, but there's, NASCAR there's road courses. There's short tracks. There's no, NASCAR Daytona. No, I mean all the tracks are different when it comes to the game and how. Yeah, you but it's not like Mario Kart tracks where you're jumping no, oh, over people I mean, and, you're, on, and you're drifting. Like it's not fun. It's just like bananas or green. We can't. Trail. We can't compare it to Mario Kart. Like there's no comparison to Mario Kart. I'm right. Because it's down not even road. close to as near exactly. as fun as a Mario Kart. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> so but I can't play Mario. I can't play Mario Kart on my PlayStation. What's the most unique NASCAR racetrack where they actually have a race? Uh, Bristol. Which just is just a tiny Florida? oval. Well, yeah. It's not even as fun as like the road courses. Do they have at least the Chicago road course on there? Yeah, they have all the road courses in there. It's awesome. See, that, that could be kind of fun, but like still, the circle laps, I just don't, don't know how you do the circle laps on a NASCAR video game. Love it. Got to so be... Go to- Dave and Dusters and play the little race car games there at the Oh, I suck at those. (laughs) Same thing with same thing when it comes to Mario Kart on those things. I am horrible. 
So you're horrible at the fun games, but good at the boring ones. I'm I'm horrible at the games that actually have the steering wheel. I think is what it comes down to. Don't they? Isn't there oh, like a, similar a video, to your driving? Isn't there a video <laughs> game where it's just like a lawnmower simulator? Like there is, could, yeah. That yeah. could be huge being like, I'm awesome at that game. I I <laughs> I wanted to play that, but I did I did look into it. I'll be honest, but it was like sixty bucks. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm not paying sixty dollars to mow grass on a video game. Isn't that the going rate these days? Yeah, but I mean that's steep. I'll just go mow somebody else's grass. There we go. I'll just mow one of my buddies' grass, get sixty dollars, and then I can mow grass. There you go. Did you <laughs> were you a Sims guy? Scoops? No. Oh no, no. Round I was a, the Sims guy. Yeah. I was more of a roller coaster tycoon for me. We we did both. Yeah, they were both a lot of fun, especially when you could make the tracks too short and turn the speed up on the roller coasters and they just fly off and crash. Oh my heavens. <laughs> then your park crumbles, but you could also cool. pick people up and drop them into like lakes as well. And drown um, them. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You yeah. could do that in Sims. You could make a pool with no way out. You could also <laughs> put somebody in like a box with no way out in Sims. Uh, yeah, those were that was very 90s, late 80s kids video game. Sims, Roller Coaster Tycoon. And then they did like a million different spinoffs of both those. Yeah, yeah. Too many. But hey, you know what? Teach their own. Uh, apparently, kids are playing The Sims again now. Oh, My Sims wife. is back. Yeah, Sims is back. I, I don't know what they're playing it on, but Sims is back. See, but that was the nice thing about Sims, and even Roller Coaster Tycoon to some degree, is that like you didn't really win Sims. Like, you just play. Yeah, you just, yeah just, like, you know. In Roller Coaster Tycoon, you wanted a successful park, but like, you never, it wasn't just like, hey, okay. I, I've won. You just kept going. You kept making it better. You kept working on yourself. I think there's life lessons there. Text around the Thornton's text line says, let's beat Ole Miss and Tennessee first before we worry about the Sugar Bowl. That's fair. We I can beat Ole Miss, not Tennessee, and still go to the Sugar Bowl. You could. Um, and I, I think Friday is when we're going to do our, our season, our, our official KRC season predictions. Uh, hopefully some folks out at Elk Run Golf Club on Friday for the Big X Kickoff Scramble will be there watching us do some radio. And then right, right when we're done, we're heading over to the tee box to get the party started. That's Friday at Elk Run. But we'll do the official KRC UK predictions then. I'm going back and forth on a few different games. I'll settle in on Friday. Justin, what's the rules on a person has to have a shirt on when checking into a hotel? Matt Jones said on his radio show, one of his wrestlers tore up his shoulder, so he didn't put a shirt on from the hospital. He then couldn't check in because he didn't have a shirt on. Thoughts? I have never heard that, but I mean, every other establishment, no shoes, no shirt, no service. But I mean, if I don't know that I, I would probably question somebody coming in without a shirt, but I wouldn't refuse to check them in, I don't think. Well, a, a question about that would be, did he just didn't have a shirt on his person? No, he had a shirt, but he couldn't put it on because his shoulder was tore up. He couldn't like physically put one on. I mean, that to me well, is a that to me is a good excuse. I'm I'll check you in. Yeah, it's well, fine. Yeah, couldn't he just be like, look, I've got a bag full of shirts. I I own shirts. Well, you don't have to worry about me walking around this place naked. I've got shirts. I just physically cannot put one on right now. He also think, would have like the hospital bracelet to be like, hey. Yeah, I, just- I also think that that would be like a lawsuit <laughs> if that happened. Like, you're not letting me check in. I have a medical reason why I cannot put a shirt on. Or couldn't, like, somebody just, like, put a coat over his shoulders and be like, there. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, weird scenario. 
story that story kind of stinks if you ask me if you all were a coach a sport in college which one would you be and what ideal position would you want to hold uh basketball coach head coach none of them i would none of them you wouldn't want to make nine million dollars to coach a sport no no not really i'll recruiting i just i just don't want to do recruiting well that's why that's why i have my answer roush give me basketball as well but give me the role that bruiser's in (laughs) oh that's a good call scoots yep well he didn't recruit anyways even when he was recruiting so oh (laughs) (laughs) you've got that one figured out yeah that's a that's a good way to look at it nine million dollars roush i will call i will text 16 year olds as as frequently as the law allows i uh would yeah not not like auburn's gonna end up firing brian harson and i I, Locke was talking about Stoops going. Like, I can't imagine a worse place to have a job than Auburn University. Just a disaster, train Locke, wreck. Locke was hinting that Auburn may go take Stoops. Yeah, or Locke, like Locke, Locke, Locke. So, some something like like they they might want to look into that. And it's like you're. This is so stupid. I think Auburn could probably pay a football coach more than Kentucky, but I don't think it'd be like enough where you're going to do that. Yeah, uh, that would be such an idiotic decision. You're going to a tougher division. Uh, your rival is the greatest program in football history right now. Right, like it's and you're, it, you you would you'd go to like they they've been just rolling through coaches left and right. I mean, has that guy even coached a game yet? He coached last year, and they almost ran him. Here, okay. But like everybody was so disappointed with what they saw, right? They wanted to fire him like going into the season. Some did. Yeah, that's not a good situation. Not one that I would want to be a part of, at least. Roush, you've gone mute if you are talking. Scooch, are you there? Whoa, I'm here. Okay, so Roush. Yeah, it's weird. You have you have been unplugged, my man. <laughs> text says 502-414-1450. Can we not do the Aaron Rodgers, Joe Rohan COVID stuff today on game week? <laughs> Rohan. Uh, we didn't do it. We did talk about it. It was a good interview, and they do talk COVID for a little bit. But it, I, I recommend if uh, it's informative. I don't know. I don't know you all personally, and at least not all of you all personally. So I don't know if it would really tickle your fancy per se. I mean, we talked about it for two minutes. Take a chill pill. Yeah. All right. Ri- Wi-Fi is resetting for Roush. Power surge. Power nice. Surge. The South End Power Grid. A texture says it's all Fred Calgill's fault. He gets no chicken parm. <laughs> you gotta wonder if that's if it's a snowball effect from from him. Also, when's the next update on the Fred Calgill Trinity lawsuit? Somebody Yeah, no it? doubt. Yeah, we need yeah. to know. Oh, this is an interesting text. I know you're supposed to stay politically correct when it comes to fellow media members, but is there a bigger D bag tool than the sheriff? Scoots? I was hoping you would answer. There's more to the text. Let's read that first. Oh, okay. If he's so concerned with the media cover-up for Stoop, C-Rod, and company, why doesn't he just drive down to Lexington, flash the Pulitzer Prize he won last summer for for investigative journalism, and get to work? What a clown. It is just like an embarrassing look, and I think he has made a decision just to to play into it, to become that, that, that person. Um, I've met him once. He was nice. People that know him say solid things about him but his, his 
I guess, media personality, if you will, is not a good look. But it's also the guy who wrote the Louisville man thing and then tried to get it scrubbed from the internet. <laughs> I think someday he will have wished he could scrub this persona from the internet. Like the one that's trying to get 18 year like 18 year old kid, should he be in jail? How did this 19 year old kid get money? This is insane. Like he's going to regret that someday in his life. Perhaps. I feel pretty confident about that. He's probably going to think, yeah, I maybe rivalried a little too much. He's always going to be a big Cards fan. Nothing wrong with that. I'll always be a big Cats fan. I think someday he'll look back and say, eh, that was kind of ugly. And it is. I mean, it just, it's just kind of douchey, like the texter said. It's weird we know nothing about the C-Rod situation, right? Like, we didn't even get the conduct detrimental to the team line. That's an interesting yeah. part, too, is that they're just like – they're not even saying if it's any he did something wrong. You know, he – Stoop said suspension, but then pushed back on the word suspension. So I ha- that's an interesting part. That's a good text. Yeah, like you could use the blanket violation of team rules. And- or it could have been like, hey, you got in some trouble. Yeah, yeah, you could always do the team rules thing. Which makes you wonder, like, what is – is there a legality act aspect to this where they got to be really careful with what words they say or don't say? I don't know. The whole thing is interesting. That's a good text. It's weird that they're not even just – they could even say, yeah, you got in some trouble in the offseason. And we're handling this stuff in-house, and we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when the dust settles on it. Because I don't even mention the DUI anymore, you know? No, no, not at all. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, dang, Scoots, everyone knows the Dingles aren't brothers. They're berries. Gosh damn, boy, everybody know that. <laughs> it's from Billy Big Boy. It's good text. <laughs> good morning, gentlemen and Scoots. Are any of you three concerned that Kentucky football plays – play seven football games before the first bye week by the way tj your spoiled milk analysis is spot on i will never buy another gallon of milk in august without looking to see if it's opening week you guys have a great day this is kentucky croak wow i'm not a gentleman i've seen other people tweet and tag me on the milk stuff i'm glad people are catching on it's a if you if you've got something that's like i don't know 10 days two weeks away just go buy some milk Boom! It'll it'll make you feel like you're going to get there faster. Uh, but we always appreciate. <laughs> that. No, I'm not so concerned. I wish the bye week maybe was a week earlier. But I tell you what, I'm already sick of the storyline. I'm sick of it because it doesn't go in our favor. But the Stoops coming off bye week stuff, you're going to hear a ton about that this year. I mean, we hear about it every year. I know they're bad. They're bad at covering. I don't work. think they're bad at actually work. winning. They're bad. I think they are bad at winning. Well, I, I got to go back and look up the numbers. I used to know all of these offhand, but we had a crazy offseason, so I'm, I'm not as I'm not as hip on my numbers. But uh, also, it's not that crazy to be in week seven. It's one week later than normal. Yeah, I I wish it was maybe one week earlier, but yeah, it's not it's not a huge deal. Especially when you you moved the FCS game to the front of the season instead of in the back end. So like it. Not, not not a big deal. Not a big deal. John here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Nick. The talk about Mr. Smoke has got me fired up, and I think he will be great. Hey, when I went to the range yesterday, I was hitting plus 150 with my 6 and 7 iron, and I hit a few over 200 yards with my driver. But I keep slicing now to the right. How can I fix this KRC crew? We'd gladly take some tips. Well, got to go talk to you later. If you let us, if you find out, John, you have somebody let us know. That's pretty, that's good though. You're like two weeks into playing golf. You got your six and seven iron, 150. 
John, I got one for you. Take your back foot and put it halfway. Put your toe of your back foot halfway between your front foot. That'll fix the slice. That makes sense. Toe of no. your back foot to the middle of your front foot in your stance. Oh, like you're saying to to just. I got you. Scoot it back a little bit. Yeah. Away from your. Yeah. Okay. Got you. A texter on the Thornton Stacks line says, "Oh, what did we do here, Scoots? My heavens! It's fine. Oh goodness gracious! It's fine. I can't even. Is this, is this even English? <laughs> it's just one text. It's just it's fine. <laughs> Robert, this is from Robert. Hey, Robert, Mick. Obviously, I'm excited for this football season. However, I still have some concerns. I'm worried about the deep." Robert, I'm not allowed to discuss this. I'm worried about the defense as a whole, mainly secondary and the lack of a premier pass rusher, plus the wide receiver's offensive line on the offensive side. Make me feel better about these mostly minor concerns. Uh, lack of premier pass rusher, I'd like to introduce you to a guy named J.J. Weaver. I think he's going to be awesome this year. Um, and I will add, too, but the, the – Brad White's not a big guy to blow a bunch of smoke. He is at least a little bit more cautious about talking up a pass rush before the season begins just because it's different in practice versus in the game. Secondary in particular, the, 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 this coaching staff is a lot more confident in the, the defense than I anticipated. And they're typically, you know, they're not Shane Beamer just going out and gassing everybody up just to gas everybody up. It's not Bobby Petrino saying we're going to be better without Lamar Jackson, right? Like, they, they, they typically try to avoid away from some of this stuff unless they've seen it with their own two eyeballs and they have reasons to be confident. So the defensive stuff, I'm not as concerned. Um, the offensive line, it, the big blue wall has a strong culture. I'll lean into that and in getting a game to kind of warm up and to get into things. They've had to replace some pieces before. Um, and at receiver, they've just recruited more talent than they've ever recruited there. So... That that's my response to your your minor concerns, Robert. But you know that that's that's part of game week, TJ. Right? There's a lot of unknowns. You think you know how your team's going to look, but you you just don't know until you actually see it on Saturdays. Yeah, you don't. And concerns will be erased in some regards once UK starts playing, and then other ones will pop up. That's just the way that it goes. Talking, see, and and it always goes like that. There'll be some storyline we didn't think of, and it'll. It, it'll drive a narrative for a month. Um, that's just the way it goes. You got to get out there and start playing. But a lot of people are confident with the pieces they have out there. No reason you shouldn't be either, Robert. TJ Nick, the best Scott Frost stat I, that I saw was that Bo Pelini was fired in Nebraska for going 65 and 30. Scott Frost would have to go undefeated his next 50 games to equal Pelini's record. Oh my gosh. That's a wild stat. It's very funny. Very amusing. Bo Pelini really going up as of late. Um, although his recent coaching jobs might indicate that, yeah, maybe he was kind of, you know, on the on the downslope. Yeah. Um, better than Scott Frost, though. A texture says Lynn was better running was a better running quarterback than Lamar. Well, duh. Obviously. No doubt about Obviously. that. Obviously. Take the over on Roush's $250 drone. You know, yeah, I'm just... I don't think we ever got an answer on that, but I, I do think it's probably over $250. I'm just more confident in drone technology, I guess. 
conspiracy theory we know adidas is putting up money for football which may border on illegal they probably can't do that for basketball because they're still waiting for their punishment from the ncaa plus it would be a bad look to get caught cheating with adidas again oh but the u of l goobers we were listed as the victim it would be really funny to see if if they did get in trouble with adidas again. yeah another texter mm. says I will January 6th UK if Mitch causes us to lose stoops. The great Kentucky beer riots. <laughs> Storm oh, yeah. the Bastille. By the way, Scoots, you see what's going on with your your, your Hoosiers? Who, 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 Hoosiers? Uh, tell me a little more. Uh, they asked your all's AD. Like, oh, yeah, I did see that. What's the deal with beer sales? Are you Alcohol all... Alcohol-related incidents went yeah. down. Yeah. Did, thing, did things get pretty dicey? Because I think, was last year your all's first year doing booze? I want to say two years now, yeah. Anyways, just as a follow-up, the AD said incidents have actually gone down since they've started selling beer in stands. Shocking when you don't have people feel like they have to chug or sneak in bourbon, and that's what they're going to be sipping on for the next couple hours after being in the parking lot doing that exact same thing for four hours. People, maybe not get us drunk. Mitch is a goober on that. Missed yesterday's show, so sorry if it was already discussed, but I'm dying to know what was in the trunk. A druggie. <laughs> Somebody just looking to sleep off uh, their Drugs. drug vendor. Yeah. <laughs> a texter says, curious as to why the Dolphins don't find Lynn Bowden to be valuable on their team, especially after a good preseason. Well, have you looked at their receiving roster? They got a ton of them. But I know, it's, but it's, like, it's if we a... think Lynn's good, then shouldn't he be better than some of the Dolphins receivers? The issue is the Dolphins have gone pretty young on the receivers. Yeah, exactly. They've got um, the dude from the Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. Like they, they've got a lot of guys that play his spot. So it's a numbers game. Uh, OJ Howard got cut today. Uh, Josh Gordon got cut today. I mean, you're just you're going to see a lot of people. You're surprised got cut getting cut. That's, that's how the NFL works. I'm not surprised Josh Gordon got cut. It's not 2013. <laughs> Rash, all you have to do is uh, give a non-hooked up controller to Duke and it's daddy son playtime. Ooh, that's a good point. Not a bad point. Scoop's the type of dude to play a farm simulator. (laughs) I tried to play farm simulator, but I don't have an understanding of the order things need to happen in at a farm, so I sucked. But you're from Pekins. Yeah, but yeah. You're supposed to know these things. We're, we're going a lot pass. of people can contribute the downfall of social media back to Farmville on Facebook. Ooh, that's a good point. Was that what it was called? Farmville? Farmtown? Yeah. Farmtown, yeah. Man, somebody come pick my tomatoes. I'm getting off social media. Roush, uh, oh, we got that one. I'm with you, Scoots. NASCAR games are awesome. Roush watches games of Dragonfire but thinks he's better than video games. Give me a break. Yeah, I watched one TV show, two TV shows a week. Finally watched the challenge last night from last week too. It's a good episode. Great episode. Yeah, glad you finally got around to it. I don't. I mean, I'm not one to judge. I haven't played the NASCAR video games, but just turning left every game, I just it's more than that. It's more than that. Oh, well, you have to sometimes go to a pit stop. Yeah, that's what makes it fun too. Do you ever get in terrible accidents? Of course. I just restart the race. (laughs) <laughs> is there like a yeah what if there's like a is there i'm sure there is there's like a driver mode or like a yeah. story mode where you have to kind of work your yeah. way up 
Mm-hmm. You get like in an accident that you break a collarbone and you're out for like nope. you know, eight weeks. That, that hasn't happened. No. Nope. <laughs> Scoots Need is a scooter simulator game. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, Billy Big Blue tweeted that or texted that in on the Thornton's text line. And he also says, My sophomore daughter loves Sims. It's on PC. Sims is playable on all platforms. They just added curved walls in the latest pack. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, love, I love all the minor updates they have to the Sims. Is the golf scramble sold out? It is not. Uh, but we also probably by like Wednesday just need to have the the final list of teams. Uh, if you showed up on Friday, we would make it work. But not sold out. Um, I think they were letting us have 30 spots, and we've got a few left. A texture says, Roush, uh, 34 sums, that is. Roush, how does a crazy offseason make it to where you aren't good with numbers, if you know you know? Well, it's just I've done less research memorizing those numbers that I once knew off the top of my hand. Like I used to know uh off the top of my head Stoops' spread as a favorite against like his record against the spread against non conference opponents at Kroger Field. And I just I I I don't have it right now. Uh, I'm still okay. gonna bet UK minus sixteen this weekend. A texture says drop the back foot like you're aiming right. You'll hit it straight or a nice soft draw. Hmm. What are your some of underrated tailgate snacks? I'm a big fan of those tiny pickles wrapped with cream cheese and salami. Big uh, hot dogs in a bun guy. Little little, little beanie weenies. Those are yep. great. Pigs in a blanket or deviled eggs. Meatballs. Pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Yeah, I'm just did a horrible job. Oh like, my gosh, that makes me. Yeah. That is offensive. I mean, I called Capaluto Todd today. <laughs> no, we Todd. See, <laughs> this is. This is where my brain is, guys. We're at the end of the show. We really are. I was actually going to say pigs in a blanket. I don't think it's really underrated. I think it's highly rated. Everybody loves them. But then Roush just had to butcher the name of them. What? Uh, wait, you're telling me a controller in a regulated market works better than pure ban? Crazy talk. Controlled and regulated market. I think that's what they were looking for. Yeah, second, Mitch. Give us our booze. Everybody On have a Tuesday great, booze day. Everybody have a great Tuesday. We'll be back Sounds tomorrow. Like I've had a booze day. Jesus Christ. Get it together, Ralph. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaylee. Go. Go.